ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Aris Lingers, another episode for you. Um, today, it's all about unscripted madness, we're calling it. I haven't done any planning, anything for this one. Just going to sit around and talk about darts, mainly what's been happening over in England, pretty much. There's a little bit happening in Australia, but it's all sort of settled down now until we see some more bigger action towards the end of next month. So, uh, really, Dimitri Vandenberg is killing it at the moment. My tip was Johnny Clayton for the Dutch Darts Masters. He went out first round, as a lot of the PDC superstars did. Six of the Dutch contingent made it through. We did see Michael Van Gerwen back and played really well, although Danny Noppert was just too good for him, which was outrageous because Michael Van Gerwen played really well, so that shows how well Danny Noppert played. But yeah, six of the qualifiers made it through that one, so... Well done by them. Um, you can see why the PDC moved it there. That's what they want. They want the World Series of Darts matches to be uh, more of more of a contest and more interesting for the home fans to see. So taking it away from... Not taking it away from China, but not doing it in China anymore. Uh, Abu Dhabi didn't even have qualifiers. It was just a straight-out PDC superstars. But to take it to the Netherlands, where all eight of them, I'll say, are, would be within the top 50 would be pretty close to that. Camp and Kyvenhoven would be the probably the lowest ranked. Uh, the rest of them are all superstars. So Dirk van Dijvenboda and Danny Noppert are already established in the top... I think they may both be in the top 16. I think Noppert is 12th and van Dijvenboda is either 16th, maybe 17th or 15th, something along those lines. And Jeffrey Desvan was five years ago, same as Jermaine Watamina, were potential top 20 superstars. So... That's why it's over there in, in the Netherlands. It is normally the World Series is about taking the game elsewhere and growing it. It doesn't need to be grown in the Netherlands. It's already massive. But taking it there just uh, puts on a performance like that and a, and a show like that and has the PDC superstars on the ropes, really. But a lot of them will be absolutely wrecked and absolutely buggered. So well done to the Netherlands qualifiers. And Dirk van Dijvenboda made it all the way. To the final, unfortunately, Dimitri was too good. And just Dimitri just looked amazing. So working towards the match play brilliantly. So there's a few tips I have in mind for the match play. Dimitri's going to be right up there because he won it two years ago, went, made the final last year, only to lose out to Peter Wright, who played one of the tournaments, the best tournament performances we've ever seen. And that's including anything Phil Taylor had done. So Peter Wright's performance then was absolutely outstanding but working his way into it he is definitely someone to watch out for and just everything about him at the moment is just screams brilliance like he's his stance is so still he's so smooth at the hockey his throw he's so accurate at the moment his 180 hitting is fantastic just 12 months ago at the nordic darts masters we saw him absolutely capitulate from an 8-3 lead to fallon cherick and fall to bits and lose that one when he really should have won and pretty much going on to win the tournament uh back 12 months ago to now. You thought maybe 12 months ago, look, oh, we're not too sure about Dimitri. He's kind of looking similar to all the other up-and-coming stars, kind of like your Chris Doby Moulds, who I love, but all those sort of guys, Jeffrey Deswan and Jermaine Watamina as well, who sort of have shown potential, but are dropping away. But none of that. He is now looking like an absolute superstar. He's winning and winning and winning. And I don't think he's coming out to Australia, which is a huge disappointment especially now the way he's playing. You want to see him over here and kick an ass. That's what we want, but it's not 
unfortunately going to happen. He's not coming over. Um, it'll still be a massive, massive occasion. And it's put the pressure now on the Australian contingent to really perform and produce the way that the Netherlands, the guys over in Dutchland did. Um, unfortunately, we, we won't have Justin Miles and Raymond Smith as part of that contingent qualifying for that. The qualifiers haven't been played yet, so... They're two of our main guys at the moment. There would be a massive chance that I would 100% back to to knock off one of the PDC guys. Not even worrying about the draw. Those guys, I guarantee you, would win. But Raven Smith not playing and Justin Miles not coming over from Perth. So, a bit unfortunate, a bit disappointing, but it happens. But anyway, um, so, yeah, that's the Dutch Darts Masters. was fantastic and great to watch. Dirk van Dijvenboder is also starting to play consistently well. He is a little bit inconsistent in my opinion. He'll be up and about throwing 110 average, then he'll be at 80. It's kind of the opposite to Danny Knopper, who's just steady, 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 steady. So um, you did see another lowish average. We saw lowish averages all around, but Fallon Cherix, again, was pretty low, and Kyvan Hoven, who was probably the least. Jeffrey Desvan would be filthy. I mean, he copped James Wade, played pretty well, but didn't get the job done. Um, and then... Kyvan Hoven got to play Fallon Sherrick, who averaged mid-70s again. Uh, but there's a big a big difference between the way she played. Go move to the women's series that was just played, and she was absolutely outstanding there, So, which we'll talk about in detail in a minute. So not too sure what the go is or why that's transferring to there. It would probably just be that pressure and that moment is... The eyes are on her. They're not so much on her when she's playing the Women's Series. She's expected to do well. She does do well. And the World Series, everyone's now saying, well, you've got to do well. You've got to start doing well to justify your spot, which is total bullshit, but that's what happens. And that's the world that we live in. So, yeah, next up on the World Series is the Australian, the three Australian legs, and I think that wraps it up before they head back to the Netherlands for the finals. So, Three events here in Australia, which is going to be absolutely sensational. I cannot wait. As I said, unfortunately, we don't have the the main contingent, the, the best players available. So hopefully we can perform well. Um, now, I did have a good look at some of the women's series events. Jeez, that's a lot of darts for those ladies to play. If you're winning, like Lisa Ashton is basically every time, um, you're playing a lot of darts. There's two full events. So the 128 players... Down to one winner is one event, and they're playing two a day. So the men play the one a day, and they are exhausted after two events. So they're playing four events in one day. Slightly shorter format, as that's not that much shorter. Like, they're playing first to four instead of first to six. So it's only two legs less to get to a win. Um, but what we're, what we're seeing, uh, the standard there is starting to get outrageously good. You're seeing a lot, a lot of good darts. So I watched some of the names I saw... Eileen DeGraff, she's starting to play phenomenal darts. Fallon and Lisa played really well. Lorraine Lewin Stanley won an event. She's looking amazing. Uh, I didn't see Katie Sheldon, but I heard a lot of bit good about what she was doing. She won 19 legs straight at one stage. Um, so that that's also quite phenomenal. What I'm going to do, I know I said unscripted, but we're going to bring up the order of merit for the women's series to see which ones will be playing at the ladies and we might even do our ladies world match play preview now. So if we get order of merit up. 
And so Chloe O'Brien was another one that started to play well, and it started to get really tight for all the ladies that were going to make it. So Lisa Ashton and Fallon Cherick were definitely set, and those two are locked in to play at the <coughs> World Match Play, and at the moment they're the two leaders who are set up for the women's spot at the World Championship. The top two make the World Championship. And top one makes a Grand Slam, and the winner of the Women's World Match Play also makes a Grand Slam. So that's interesting there. All right, so the Women's World Series order of merit at the moment. So the top eight, I think it's all done now. So the top eight are making it through. Lisa Ashton is out in on top. She's smashing it. Fallon Sherrick, Lorraine, Lorraine Winstanley, Eileen DeGraff, Laura Turner, Rian Griffiths, who I think won, uh, came runner-up in one of the events to Fallon Sherrick, I believe. Katie Sheldon, who we mentioned, played really well and uh, won 19 legs straight. 19 legs straight is a phenomenal effort. And Chloe O'Brien. So they're going to be playing at the Women's World Match Play. Now, that... The Women's World Match Play is going to be a very, very interesting watch. How much is the big stage experience going to count for for the likes of Lisa and Fallon? Right, so I've had a bit of a think about this. I honestly believe it's not going to mean as much as we think. So the crowd factor when Lisa and Fallon play the men is because they're playing the men. And that's not because... They're not as good as the men and all that sort of thing. There's nothing to do with that. It's to do with the fact that the crowd wants to see them beat the men. So there is that much pressure and that much support, which turns into pressure. It's causing, not causing chaos, but it's, it's something you have to adjust to. And Lisa and Fallon have had a great chance to adjust to that sort of thing. Because they're playing other women, it's just now all it is about is a loud noise. Fallon definitely does her best work on the big stage. Um, we've all seen that before although as I said she did do really well at the women's series and has been doing well at all the women's series really but did really well on the weekend so if you look at the seeding Lisa will play Chloe O'Brien Katie Sheldon will play Fallon Sherrick so that's first up is a danger game for Fallon because they, Katie Sheldon has been playing phenomenal darts Um, so I think that's a bit of a a bit of a tricky one, and she'll be keen to get through that. I'm not even 100% sure, which I should have done my research, as to how long, what the format is for the ladies. I don't think it'll... It won't be super short. You'd think it'll be pretty much... Oh, I reckon they'll play four or five legs. But yeah, Katie Sheldon, I think she's a chance, but I'll say no, not going to happen. Now, that'll have Lorraine Lynn Stanley against Rianne Griffiths. Lorraine will win that. And Eileen DeGraff against Laura Turner. I think Eileen will win that. I think you are more than likely will see those top four ladies make it through. And I think you're probably going to see a Lisa Ashton Fallon Cherrick final. Now, if I have to pick a winner from there, I think it'll be... I think Fallon will win it. No, no, no. We're going to go Lisa. I think Lisa Ashton will win it, which means that she will be book her spot at the Grand Slam, which I think will mean that the second-place lady will then make it through to the Grand Slam, which is, once again, we've spoken about. So there's, I think there's two more blocks of the Women's Series events before we have 
before that's it. And as we said, top two make it through to the World Championships, the winner of the World Match Play and the winner of the top of the order of merit goes through. If it's the same person, then whoever's second would go through. Well, maybe they might take runner-up of the World Match Play, but I think they'll take second on the order of merit. Fallon's going to miss the next four. She has a, I think there's $1,000 on offer at each event. At the moment, she's got a $2,000 lead. So it's going to take Lorraine Winstanley to have an absolute domination for her to get ahead. But then there's also one more batch of events. At the end of the day, it's going to be phenomenal to watch because, as I said, the standard has gone through the roof from those ladies' women's series events. You're seeing a lot more 15 dart legs, high 90 averages. You're seeing lots more of them. And... It's also great to have someone dominating and everyone trying to catch because she's not won every single event, but she's been in the final of most. And it's a massive occasion when one of the other ladies upsets her. So, awesome to see. Uh, so, what else have we got to talk about tonight? Uh, Queensland wrapped up their DPA event, so they're all done now. All the DPA weekend events, whatever you want to call them, the Pro Tour events before we have the Order of Merit finals. Has them wrapped up. Before that gets a bit closer, the Oceanic and that Order of Merit final, we'll have a proper look at it then. But up in Queensland, I think it was Peter McLennan and uh, Bill Atkin had a had a great great weekend. But um, yeah, so that's all done and dusted. DPA have a lot of work to do to get everything organised and everything together and looking a lot better next year because it was just a bit all over the place this year. Queensland missed three events, played one, played three two weeks late. Um, and we just have no idea who's the best in the world, uh, the best in Australia. We all know and think that it's Raymond Smith. I think Justin Miles is right there to give him a crack. We don't know anything about Australian darts at the moment. It's a tough battle to, to look at and to call. We know that there's dominations in each state. Uh, that's why the WDF are making a bit more of a headway in it all. They are having more people compete at different events, so... Yeah, it's just strange to have. So, for example, the Murray Beach Bridge Classic had a lot of Victorians. Some New South Welshmen went down to it a lot, and most South Australians were at that. And that was the weekend after a DPA event where Danny Porter won everything in South Australia and was unchallenged. And I think that was the weekend Raymond Smith was unchallenged up here in Queensland. So, But we all know my thoughts on that. It's the same every time. Ever until something changes, that's what it is. So, yeah, a lot of work to be done. But hopefully we now get to see everyone in the same venue. Down at Warilla Bowls Club, I think it's all being held. I'm not sure if the Oceanic is still in Dubbo. I'm going to have to look into that. I don't need to look into it right now because it's still a little while away, but it was going to be in Dubbo. But maybe it's all moved to Warilla. I'm not sure. But the World Series qualifiers are in Warilla, which, as we said, we're not seeing Justin Miles. We're not seeing Raymond Smith there, so that's unfortunate. Who we do see, I'm not sure. Uh, hopefully pretty much everyone else, and we get to see a real cracking contest. And we get to see who's going to make it to the Worlds, and that's also another fantastic chain of events. Like, you can't wait for that one, just to see who gets there and who makes it. Um, yeah, can't make any tips yet on all that sort of stuff. That's a bit hard. So we've got the PDC Women's uh, World Match Play that we tipped Lisa Ashton for. And, yeah, hopefully... I'm correct on that one. What else? What else have we got going on? Um, now, I've been hearing a lot about 
you see a lot of talk about dartboards and what dartboards you can use, what dartboards you should use. I'm hearing a lot of complaints about the Unicorn. Um, I have not had any issue with my Unicorn dartboard. However, I have you. I am using at the moment a shot dartboard. The shot has been going for about two months and is looking absolutely fantastic. And yeah, I can't fault it. It's it looks amazing. The wires are so deep into the cork, or whatever you want to call it, the bristle that it's it's just so super smooth and fantastic. I absolutely love it and can't get enough of it. Um, Winmore, I've used the Blade Five. And it's good. Six months I've gotten out of that one, I reckon, with a lot of use on it. But it probably is starting to pass its use by date. I'd only use it as a practice board now. But um, so it's 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 interesting where we all get sucked into brands. Not get sucked in, but I get very loyal to brands. I wonder if everyone else out there is as loyal to their brand as I get. Like when I first started, I think one piece of equipment I used was not Winmore and that was my I had a unicorn eclipse about three years ago. So when I first started playing maybe ten years ago was the first time I bought a set of darts before I stopped playing forever. Then kicked off again and for about another year and a half, then didn't play until up until six months ago when I started playing seriously. And everything I bought was Winmore. Um and I thought that was it. That's all there was. I thought there was only Unicorn and Target. But when you branch out and start finding others, you really start to realize what's available out there. So I've got at the moment a set of Data Darts Yoko Tay that I'm going to be giving away. Um, I've also got quite a few Harrow sets now. I've got a Shot set and a Red Dragon set as well as all my Winmores. So, and as of course I've gone with the Shot Dartboard, the Unicorn Dartboard, and yeah, all holding up brilliantly. The Harrow's darts, I love the Harrow's darts. The, the Harrow's Magnum is one of the best darts I've ever thrown in my life. I did see a video the other day talking about, it's from an American, so they're not really too switched on over there. But um, he, he was debunking a myth of 80% tungsten does make it, does it make it not as good? And he reckons that that's a myth and that they're all the same. It would just be the thickness. But that Harrow's Magnum is a 97% tungsten dart. And I've never had a dart fly through the air quite like that. The only reason I don't use it is because because of the shape of it and how thin the grip is, which is amazing when it's brand new. The rubbing of the darts going into the dartboard just made it wear too quick and I'm not buying a new set every month. So, um, But yeah, where was I talking about? Uh, yeah, so there's so much out there at the moment. As I said, you've got Harrow's Shot, Red Dragon, Target, Unicorn... Um, all those guys, Winmore, bloody Data Dart are doing them as well. Loxley are coming onto the market. There's a lot of people using Loxley darts at the moment. The boards, you've got the Gladiator 180, I think it's called. You've got the uh, Tex Titan shot, Winmore, Unicorn again. Target's got a nice dartboard. Um, even Red Dragon have got some good-looking dartboards as well. There's so much out there that it's hard to sit and pick one brand. But yeah, sometimes you've got to because it it's pointless having so much stuff lying around. But when you, once you branch out, you realize how good some of the stuff is. Like I'm dead set on the Red Dragon now, which I never even thought I would have been on. Um, but that is my go-to darts at the moment. I'm probably not going to buy another set for a little while because I've hardly even used my shot darts. 
but I will probably branch out and try a few different styles of the Red Dragons. I'll try probably a straight barrel similar to what Peter Wright won the World Championship with. And then maybe something even slightly a little bit crazier, something like a bomber. Maybe I haven't really tried too many of those. Um, but yeah, so there's there's lots and lots of different brands out there. Not just one. Don't get suckered into just one. I did and used Winmore for ages, which is a good product. Don't get me wrong. An absolutely beautiful product. A bit overpriced at the moment now, but it's a good product. But so does everyone else. Everyone else has got a nice product too. Right, what else is going on in the world? Here's a real left field question. What's the best home setup you've ever seen? Um, there was a video, this is from Adrian Brennan, a good good friend back down in Broadford. You can see his profile picture. He's rolling with a, a Ruckman, Ruckman style job. I think he won that hit out. Um, so I think I've done a video of my setup as well. It depends if you're in a if you're in a rental, you kind of don't want to be fixing anything to the wall simply due to the fact that you're going to hit the wall a lot. Um, even I haven't yet, but my kids my kids have. Um, so you can get a stand, which I have, but um, the stands are quite expensive and realistically, unless you're playing darts a lot, you don't need a stand. Uh, in the video I have, I've gone with uh, some shelving, some just some garage shelving with a bit of ply nailed to the front and the board sits on that. And that works well for me because it then has your ply that you that the darts can hit and Bob's your uncle. You don't need a lot of space. You only need three meters of space really to be able to play. Um, yeah, so it's pretty simple. That's I've got mine in my garage. Some people have them in their kitchens. So long as you've got three meters of space and no one's often walking there, um, occasionally is okay, but not you don't want to walk in there too often, then you're all right. Uh, as for lighting, look, there's so many different lighting options now. Most people are rolling with a lighting surround. Once again, if it's a rental, they're good because you can't install your own lighting. If you've got your own your own place, I recommend having some downlights that are LEDs from a height. Install them because then nothing's in your sight and it's easy. Easy, cheaper than a light surround. I think they're about maybe $15 for an LED spotlight. And as I said, they're not in your way and they are actually better than a surround in my opinion. Um, so you can get it set up pretty quick and pretty easy. And then you can compete in my tournament to win yourself a set of darts. But yeah, it, everyone's different and how you want it to look. As I said, some people have it in their kitchen. They have it with tight spaces. I'm not like that. I definitely want a lot of space around me. Ideally, you've got a pool table because they're good for sitting your darts on. They're not good for anything else. Um, yeah. So I reckon you're looking at maybe maybe 200 $230 to $250 to get a good setup a cheap, good setup going. Um, a little bit more expensive if you want all the proper light rings. Uh, if you want to use a, a stand like I do, um, oh, I do when I go on holidays because I take my dartboard with me. So, yeah, a little bit more expensive if you want to go all out. But pretty cheap, pretty easy, and not a lot of space needed. That's why it's one of the best sports in the world. All right, and so there is a few tournaments going on in Australia at the moment, and... One of the reasons they're all doing so well, Australian darts, besides the DPA, has bounced back enormously well from COVID. So everyone went into hibernation. Before it, there wasn't as many darts going on, not as many people playing. Um, you still saw it a bit, but not too much. Then we all went into lockdown. And since then, 
it has gone absolutely gangbusters. I've noticed so many so many places around Australia. Um, I dropped in at Mount Isa, who when I did a trip around Australia, and they just used to play a leisurely Wednesday night event. They now have twice a year. They've got a massive open in Mount Isa, in a mining town where they all just go up to mine. They're all stuck to work, tied to work, one shift on, one shift off, sort of set up twelve hour shifts. But they manage are managing to have a huge tournament twice a year, and you're seeing that everywhere. So, if you want to play darts and you want to play in a competitive environment and play in a proper tournament type setup, jump onto your local state's Facebook page. So we've been through them before. So you got Darts Tasmania, Darts Victoria, Darts ACT, Darts blah 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 blah, and you'll find a million tournaments going on locally, not far from you with lot, plenty of money on the board and plenty of ranking points because you may get yourself going and you may get yourself up and about and into a position where you can start challenging. Like there's now the Australian Darts Open, I think it's called, run by the WDF, is worth something along the lines of, there might be $80,000 worth of prize money or something stupid like that, available with 15 or 16 grand going for first place. That's a lot of money. And it's just for throwing three little bits of tungsten and some cork. So it's it's going gangbusters. There is darts on everywhere all the time. Combine that with the fact that online darts has gone through the roof. And for Adrian Brennan watching there, if you're still watching, um, that's super easy to get into as well. And probably the best way for you to start up and just get a little bit of practice in against someone else. So... Yeah, darts tournaments everywhere. There's people playing online all the time. You're never alone. You never have to practice on your own if you don't really want to. Sometimes I like to because sometimes I can get a little bit aggravated, a little bit grumpy. So, yeah, darts in Australia has bounced back super well, which is the disappointment in the DPA, which I continue to talk about, that we haven't made the most of it at the moment because there is so many people involved at all levels. But, yeah, um, I think that'll just about wrap it up. Uh, as I said, unscripted, unplanned chaos. It went nowhere. We didn't really discuss anything. We didn't really cover anything. We did discuss the women's well match play and tipped my winner, which is Lisa Ashton, which is no big surprise that I've tipped her. Um, yeah, but so we got a little bit of time, I think. I will just check that before we leave, before the, the match play actually kicks off and we can do our... Preview show. PDC match play of darts. 16th to the 24th. So we've got probably a couple more episodes. I've got to bring up my calendar if I can actually. Yeah, yeah, we've got ages ages before that. So there is a few more Pro Tour events on. There may be one more Euro Tour event as well. So that'll be exciting. That'll be good. Try and get through some tips because... Keep an eye on the way the top three guys in the world are playing and Dimitri Vandenberg. Keep an eye on those guys and see how they're traveling because I think you're about to see one of those guys become the number one dude by winning the world match play because it's, it's a massive tournament. It's almost held in just as high regard as the world championships. It's definitely held in higher regard than the Premier League. I know a lot of guys want to win the Premier League, but definitely not as much as they want to win the world match play. All right, I have, I've got a little while now. I said 7.38 o'clock. I've got a match to play. 1-6-0 last night. Hopefully have another win tonight. 
Um, so enjoy the darts, and I'll see you next time.